Securities offered through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Carson Partners, a division of CWM, LLC, is a nationwide partnership of advisors. This is The Way to Wealth. With host Scott Ford, a jujitsu fighting, woodworking, beekeeping entrepreneur who is also the managing director, partner, and wealth advisor of Carson Wealth. Financial freedom is the goal, and clarity and simplicity is how we'll get there. Let's get to it. This is Way to Wealth. Welcome back to the Way to Wealth podcast, where we're all about making money simple so that you can fully live now. With me today, I have Darren Miller with Foundations Insurance. Super happy to have Darren on the podcast to share his knowledge, multiple reasons. One, I think he looks at insurance unique and has, has done this a long time, has a lot of value that I think he can share with the audience. And I, and I got to say, I think he probably has the best beard in the insurance <laughs> industry. So just saying. So lots of reasons. Happy to have Darren with us. And Appreciate just you. a reminder. Way to Wealth, what's it about? It's about making money simple. If you want to know like the details of the process of that and how insurance maximization fits into it, go back to podcast one where I covered it and that'll be a refresher. But it's one of the foundational bricks and pillars in Way to Wealth. You need your foundation in place before you can start moving forward fastly. And insurance maximization is a piece of that clearly. So Darren, Thanks for being with us. And what I would love to start with, just for the benefit of the audience, I know you, they may or may not. So I'd just love to get a bit of your backstory and and what led you into this business of insurance. Okay, great. Thanks for having me here. My dad became a State Farm insurance agent when I was in sixth grade. And from that day on, all I ever wanted to do was be an insurance agent. I wanted to do what my dad did. So I started working in his office almost immediately looking stamps. And then as I got older, I started answering phones and um, talking to people about insurance. Um, I wanted to become a State Farm agent. And um, in order to do that, I had to have a bachelor's degree. So I went to uh, school and graduated from BYU in insurance and risk management, where I learned a lot about the basic strategies of insurance and how to, to manage risk. But right when I was about to graduate, State Farm changed the rules and said that you had to work for the company for a couple of years prior to becoming an agent. So my plans were put on hold for just a little bit, and I became a claims adjuster for State Farm, handling auto claims um, for a couple of years. And then um, after that, I became a storm uh, chaser where my wife and I were uh, claims adjusters, and we would follow hailstorms or windstorms, catastrophic claims or storms and go and handle claims all across the country. So for about four to five years, I handled claims. And uh, then in um, 2001, I was given an opportunity by State Farm to open up a scratch agency, a brand new agency in Lehigh, Utah. And so I took that. Um, Almost from day one, I implemented the strategies that I learned in school um, and added to that the pitfalls and things that I learned and saw in the claims department. and started teaching people about insurance and how to best utilize it, how to avoid the pitfalls, how to buy coverage ahead of time so that you weren't frustrated when a claim came about. And um, I met a couple of financial planners who um, were doing very, very similar things to what you were doing, um, what you are doing. 
And so they started to send me their clients and I would go through um, auto insurance, home insurance, umbrella coverage, business insurance with them and talk to them about maximizing their protection. Um, that was still when I was with State Farm. Um, I eventually ended up leaving State Farm to buy an independent insurance agency in order to help clients all across the country and um, have done that, owned an independent insurance agency since 2006. And that led me to you. Nice. Yeah, we actually ultimately met uh, a while back from Garrett Gunderson, a good friend, uh, both of ours. And um, yeah, you, you mentioned something earlier that really is intriguing and I think meaningful and impactful to uh, the audience specifically, and that is education. You know, and you, you mentioned wanting to educate people about insurance. And like, that's, that's one of the three things that I see missing really in the industry at large. It's the reason I created The Way to Wealth. And that is way too much advice is given in this industry without a thorough understanding. Like we hear typically 10, 20% and launch into solutions when we really need to hear the last five to 10% before we start giving solutions. So we get real clear on the full thorough of, uh, uh, agenda of the person that we're talking to. And the second thing, it's not nearly enough teamwork, which is why I'm excited to have someone like you on board. And then third, it's not nearly enough education that we're not, we don't teach enough about how should you be thinking about insurance. So I love that you believe in that and love that you do that. And I, I know that's, that's certainly partly at least why we're connected. How would you define insurance maximization? Yeah, great question. Um, buying insurance is the exact same thing as transferring risk. The two terms are totally interchangeable. Whenever you're buying insurance, what you're doing is transferring risk. So in defining what insurance maximization is, I guess you could say it's transferring as much risk away from yourself as you can. Um, so my entire process is built around how do I transfer risk away from myself for as little premium as possible? Now, the insurance industry, and this is one of the biggest problems that we've got and why you exist and why you are such great partners in this, is the insurance industry focuses almost 100% of their attention on minimizing premium. Um, you watch insurance commercials, you watch any type of advertising, you go into any insurance agent's office and their primary focus is on saving money. And while it's great to save money when you buy insurance or to pay as little as possible, it's not the ultimate goal. It's not, nobody walks into an insurance agency thinking my primary goal is to spend as little money as possible. And if they do, there may be those people, if they do, that's a different type of client that, that I typically don't deal with. Um, um, that's, a, that's a good client for a Geico or the general or those types of online companies where you're not getting expert advice. They're there to save you money, to give it to you for as cheap as possible. Yeah. Um, but back to insurance maximization, when we're trying to in, uh, maximize our risk transference, um, what we want to do is incorporate the policies that give us the most amount of coverage for the least amount of premium. That's where I focus my attention. We start with umbrella policies and then, you know, go from there, which is how to maximize insurance or maximize risk transfer. Yeah. I like that, Darren. It's a, again, why, partly why we're connected and that is transferring risk and yet doing it in a way, certainly with the least amount of premium, yet we really want to transfer as much risk as we can. And one of the benefits that comes from that, that people don't think about is just the the mental capacity that that frees up. 
to swing for the fences in other areas. And it's similar to what we do in the whole way to wealth process. This is why it's a key foundational brick. Even when you think of investing, we'll, and we'll get to this in, a, in another podcast, we'll talk about a cash bucket, an income bucket, and a growth bucket in that order. Because when you free up that safety of the cash, you free up where your income's covered. Now, once you get to the growth bucket, now you can swing for the fences and be free to really go for it because you've you built the proper foundation first. And the industry, I think, is just backward. They, they say savings and investing is the same thing. And so people are maxing out 401ks, which is fine, but they think that's savings and it's not. They're going about it backwards. So I'm really aligned with your definition. I agree with it. And just wanted to add a little color uh, to that on how these added benefits of really freeing your psyche um, so that you can be swing for the fences in other areas of life because mm-hmm. you've maxed out insurance with, while maintaining as little cost or premium for that as you can. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is, do you have an example of someone who didn't look at insurance as insurance maximization and how that may have ended poorly for them? I'm buying a house, kind of a backstory. I'm looking at moving in. And so I'm buying a house and one of my best friend's brother is a mortgage guy. So I was talking to um, a guy named Rob, who's a, a friend of my um who is a brother of my friend, Rick. Well, almost at the exact same time one night, they both texted me a question about uninsured motorist coverage, um, asking, what do you do if somebody who hits you without insurance? And I didn't know whether it was Rob or whether it was Rick that had been in an accident or had been injured by somebody who hadn't, you know, didn't have insurance or what. It turns out it was their brother. And so he had gone to one of these online companies, Geico, I believe is who it was, and had bought insurance and didn't buy uninsured motorist coverage, which is there to protect you in the event that somebody hits you without insurance to cover you. And so now you've got to you know, use your own money to pay for that. Well, it doesn't take very much money to buy that kind of coverage on your own policy, on your own auto policy. So you just add uninsured motorist coverage onto the auto policy. Um, very, very, very inexpensive because the likelihood is so low. Um, but you just add on to your policy. He didn't. So now he's got a car that was hit and damaged by an uninsured driver that he's having to pay out of pocket, you know, five, $6,000 because he doesn't have full coverage on the car. It's not a terribly expensive car, but he's having to pay out, you know, four, five, six, $7,000 to fix a car that somebody else should have had insurance for, but didn't. Whereas if he had maximized his insurance, it would have cost five, six, seven, ten dollars every six months or a year to buy that coverage that would have fully covered that car and made it so that he didn't have to pay any money out of pocket. Now it could have been a lot worse. He could have been injured, um, and then it's instead of five, six, seven thousand dollars, it's fifty, sixty, seventy, hundred, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and could be more because they're trying to nickel and dime on the front end and not taking into consideration what could happen on the back. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. And I actually have a similar story that you triggered. I forgot about my daughter uh, was, was hit in the vehicle probably five years or so ago uh, and text me all upset. I was at work immediately went to the scene, the driver fled that hit her and, and comes to find out was uninsured. Honestly, I don't really, I believe Lakin had that coverage, but don't completely remember. I have to circle back and check on that, but it does happen. And so I literally had had an example of that happening with my own daughter. So how about an example of someone believing and implementing insurance maximization and that benefiting them or ending well, any any examples of that? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every person that I talked to, um, maybe an obvious one and then a less so obvious one. Um, anybody who gets into a severe, severe accident where they've either injured somebody um, and caused, you know, somebody else a significant amount of damage, or they've been injured and have a significant amount of damage. If they've got their insurance done right, then they don't have to pay any money out of pocket to, you know, to get those things fixed. I had one client that um, had passed out, you know, driving home, um, gone into an intersection and ended up hitting somebody and causing a really, really bad accident. But because they had maximized their insurance, then the only thing they truthfully deal with was the mental issues coming after an accident like that, rather than the financial issues. But back to your earlier point, I call them permission slips. When you do your insurance right, you give yourself permission to spend whatever wealth you can create in other areas because it's no longer needed for your insurance. So anytime somebody buys the right amount of insurance, they immediately have that permission to do whatever they want with their wealth. They don't have to wait for an accident to come around. Um, And so a lot of times I'll talk to people on the phone about when does your insurance investment actually pay off? And most of the time the answer is, well, after I've had a claim or a loss and the insurance company gives me money, and that's not true. Your insurance pays off the second it's issued because you now have that permission slip. You call it the freedom of mind to do whatever you want, knowing you're protected if something severe, unexpected were to happen, whether it be your car, your house, rental properties, anything. You do insurance right, you've got a permission slip to do whatever you want. That, that leads into the industry at large. So what do you feel or see or hear as common misconceptions in the industry um, or just standard protocol? So let me, I'll yeah. give one just to kick off. I'll give one example. And that is so standard protocol and, and misconceptions that I hear. And I, I hear people say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm insurance poor or I'm overinsured. And, and what I'll say about that from my um, experience is you, you cannot be because the insurance company will not allow that to happen. Right. They're not going to assure more than a human life value or more than something is worth. So that's it, it's just my thought. Any, uh, what do you think about that, Darren? Yeah. So there's, man, we could probably spend hours on what the industry does wrong here, um, but maybe just the most common. Most common, I think, is one, one of the ones is what I've already mentioned, their focus on premium. You notice that or a red flag of that would be an insurance agent asking to see what you currently have, but he or she can see if they can do it for less expensive than what you've currently got. If that's their initial go-to, then you've got somebody who's focused on price and not protection, and they probably aren't going to be a huge help to you. Second to that would be obviously a lack of understanding of the policies that they're selling. It's very, very simple, um, probably too simple too easy to get into the insurance industry. So you have a lot of people selling products that don't know anything about them. All they've been done or all that they've had done is been trained, taught, and educated to sell them. So they're great salespeople, but they have no knowledge or experience expertise about the products that they sell. One way to find that, maybe to see about the red flag, is to just to go into your insurance and ask, how much coverage do you think I should have? And if they ask, see your policy, you've got the wrong person. If they give you a number, like if you say, how much coverage do you think I should have? And their response comes in the form of a number. 
you've got somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. They're just guessing. And what I mean by that, that takes a little bit of time to explain, but the only answer to how much coverage do you think I should have is I want you to get as much as you can. The reason for that is I have no idea what tomorrow holds. But if I tell you, you should get a hundred thousand dollars, or if I tell you, you should million or even 10 million, I'm trying to guess based on my experience, what's going to happen to you in the future. And that's impossible for me to do. I may be right. I may be wrong, but it's just simply a guess. So um, those are a couple ways to do ask your agent, what he or she thinks you should have. If it comes back with a number, they're guessing and not doing the right thing for you. I don't know if that's what you're looking for there or not. No, totally. This this goes back to the education piece versus trying to sell something or beat a price. Like, what are you really trying to accomplish? And so just asking questions of why do you have what you currently have? And look, when we say education, and I know you, uh, we've worked together, so I know that you agree with this. Darren, that we're not trying to get them to understand everything about every piece of a policy or for we're not trying to get people to understand everything about wealth management. That's not the intent. We want to educate so that you know enough. Why do you have what you have? It makes sense. That's right. You don't have to go much yeah. further in the weeds than that. And that's the goal of this. That's the development. That's the purpose of Way to Wealth is to make money simple. I think it's made complex because the industry is taking advantage of people when it doesn't have to be that complicated. So that's what this whole process is about is educating people. And so that, I know Darren's passionate about that, educating on the insurance maximization piece. One of the things that I'll say is we've developed and Darren has provided feedback here, a one pager and, and you know, the one, the way to wealth has one page tools throughout we've developed a one-page tool for insurance maximization. It's a list of questions of things you should be thinking about. Like, do you know how much money it would take if you were to be injured in an auto accident in such a way that you couldn't work any longer? Well, how much would it take to compensate you if you weren't able to, uh, to earn income? One of the bigger ones on the form that I really like is, do you have an insurance strategist in your life? But that, that a lot of times people are saying, well, yeah, that's easy to answer. Wait a minute. Does your insurance provider take a strategic approach or a transactional approach? And that's exactly what Darren was talking about earlier. You want to have someone who's a strategist. If they're a strategist, they could care less what your current coverage is. They don't care what you're paying right now. They want to make sure that there's a proper strategy in place so that you're protected where you need to be. And then we'll talk about the pricing um, uh, down the road. What, what do you, th- I know you've looked at the tool, Darren. I know you've helped develop part of it as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to ask you two pieces of the question. What are your thoughts on that? And what ha- what's the process look like when someone engages with you? All right. Um, so I love the questionnaire. Um, I think one of the biggest problems in most industries, but specifically this one is people don't think. Um, So what this to me is designed to get people to do is to turn your brain on, to start thinking. And when you start doing that, you start demanding the person who's giving you answers to be an expert because most of us have a pretty good BS meter that when somebody doesn't know what they're talking about, or they're just giving us cookie cutter answers, an alarm is going to go off. And um, so that's what we're trying to do is, is get people to turn their brains on and think that's generally what I will talk to people about, um, when I first get them on the phone is, hey, my job here, what I'm on the phone, what I'm meeting with you to do is not to earn your business. Whether you come with me or not is up to you and you can decide that later. I'm not a salesperson. 
I just want to go through your policies with you and talk to you about why you've done what you've done. And so when I start asking those questions, why have you done this? Why have you done that? And their answers over and over and over come back. I don't know. I don't know. No, or that's just what my agent told me to do. He told me to do that or told that's what I had since I was 16. Then they start realizing that this strategist, you, the word you've got on your, in your form is not an expert. And so if you're going to somebody to sell you a product for a policy or a product that's terribly, terribly important, which you've started off by saying this is, the insurance part of your portfolio is terribly important and you're working with somebody who's not an expert, that seems like a recipe for disaster. So what I'm trying to do here is provide an expert to your clients, to the people who I meet with, so that when they do buy their product or the policies, they've got knowledge, expertise, they've got an understanding behind it. Because it's such a great product, it does such great things. And the more money, the more wealth, the more assets that a person has, the more valuable my product becomes. So why wouldn't I want to teach them more and more and more about the policies and products that I've got? So that's what my process is, is just an educational phone call where we go deep into their policies and talk to them as detailed as they want about what they've got, why they've got it, and then help them to see what changes and um, strategies they can either change or implement. What I would ask at this point, uh, Darren, thank you for being on the Way to Wealth podcast, sharing your knowledge and wisdom, as well as their killer beard, best in the insurance <laughs> industry. What would you say? What's the best way if people want to reach out? What's the best way to contact you? My address is Darren, D-A-R-R-O-N at foundations with an S, F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, insurance.com. So Darren at foundationsinsurance.com. Make sure to link or let me know that you've come from Scott. Um, and then I will likely pass you on to one of my um, team members who will get us scheduled for a phone call or figure out what exactly it is that we want. But you don't have to be concerned or worried about going through a sales pitch. I'm not going to try and earn your business. I'm not going to try to pitch you to move your policies to me. But I promise you that that's going to be something that most of you will end up wanting to do anyway. You just find out that the people who are doing an insurance agent's job are not doing it very well. They're order takers. That's, I keep thinking about saying that. And um, so I'll use this as the end. When you go into McDonald's drive-thru or whatever, you order a Big Mac or a hamburger or whatever, and the people on the other end are smart enough to say, okay, do you want to add fries to that? Do you want to add a drink? Do you want to add an ice cream cone? Whatever. They're more than just order takers. But unfortunately, insurance agents don't even have the sense to do that. All they're doing is saying, tell me what you had and I'll do it for a little bit less expensive without looking at anything else that you may or may not want and trying to add it on or decrease cover, you know, whatever to make your strategies and, and processes better. Yeah, that's that's great. Thank you. By the way, his email will be email will be in the show notes. Our one page tool on the insurance questionnaire is a thinking exercise and he articulated that very well. The idea of the tool is to get you thinking. Most people don't think or at least I I don't believe think correctly about the, the way they should about this particular uh, process of insurance maximization. So that tool will be in the show notes. Feel free to use it. Thanks again, Darren, for joining us. And uh, again, with The Way to Wealth, all about making money simple so that you can focus on living life fully and you can do that now. 
The opinions voiced in Way to Wealth with Scott Ford, Managing Director, Partner, and Wealth Advisor of Carson Wealth, are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Way to Wealth are not affiliated with CWM LLC or Satara Advisor Networks LLC. Carson Wealth, 19833 Leitersburg Pike, Suite 1, Hagerstown, Maryland, 21742.